This Pride Month, Womanica is brought to you exclusively by Mercedes-Benz. Together, we're honoring people who've expanded the norms of gender and sexuality in the performing arts. Mercedes-Benz embraces the freedom of individual expression and continues to support and stand with the LGBTQIA community. Listen all month long as we share stories of proud individuals whose authentic expression in their lives and bodies of work have challenged norms, driving society forward. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Carmen Borca Carrillo, and this is Womanica. June is Pride Month, and to celebrate, we're highlighting queer stars of the stage and screen. They're women who expanded the norms of gender and sexuality in the limelight and behind the scenes. I help curate the month, and I'm so excited to guest host this episode. Today, we're talking about a queen who reinvented the ballroom scene of New York City. Tired of entering balls that excluded women of color, she decided to host her own ball and shook up the world of drag pageantry while doing it. Please welcome Crystal LaBeja. Crystal was a trans woman and American drag queen who entered the Manhattan drag circuit in the 1960s. We don't know too much about Crystal's early life, but we do know that she was a larger-than-life character. She wore furs and prided herself on her glamour. Her original name was Crystal La Asia, but Spanish-speaking queens called her La Belleza, or The Beauty. The name stuck. When Crystal was coming up in the circuit, pageants were organized by individuals. Contestants were judged on their looks throughout the competition. Though these balls were multiracial, they were overwhelmingly white-organized and racist. Black and Hispanic queens were usually pressured to lighten their complexions. Winners were usually white. But Crystal was a force to be reckoned with. She won the titles of Miss Manhattan and Queen of the Ball, both at white-organized pageants. On February 13, 1967, she entered the Miss All-America Camp Beauty Contest. She came in fourth and made history. The pageant was hosted by Flawless Sabrina, a white drag queen. She gave first place to her protege, Rachel Harlow, Crystal left the stage. She let everyone know what was on her mind. You know she didn't deserve it. All of them, the judges knew it too. But she was terrible. I'll sue the bitch. Did you sign I will sue. No, I didn't sign any release. And if she releases any bitch on me, I will sue the fool. She won't make money off of my name, darling. She can make it off of Harlow and all the rest of the fools that will flock to her. But not Crystal, darling. She knew it's Victor Harlow. She said, Crystal, darling, don't go. That's right, because you're not going to get it. And that's why all the true beauties didn't come. You. It's in bad taste and you're showing your colors. And you're I am, I am doing it bad, but I, got an, I have a right to show my color, darling. The moment was immortalized on video. The Miss All-America Camp Contest was being filmed for a documentary called The Queen. It would premiere at Cannes the following year. Crystal verbalized what she'd been enduring for years in the drag circuit. Queens of color just weren't given the same chances. She told the cameras she didn't want her image used to celebrate a racist pageant. In 1972, Crystal and her friend Lottie created their own ball. It was specifically for black queens. They hosted the event as the House of La Beja. While today houses are common in drag culture, Crystal was one of the first, if not the first, to implement it. She became the mother of the House of La Beja. 
The house was a sort of alternative family structure for folks who were often marginalized by their own families. And as the house mother, Crystal supported her drag children and provided them with a home and mentorship. The house entered and hosted pageants together. The House of LaBeja went beyond fashion and pageantry. It was also the first house to host benefits specifically to raise awareness during the 1980s AIDS epidemic. Crystal took her experiences in a circuit that often excluded those who needed it most and reinvented it as a family system, one that upheld the communities it celebrated. We know as much about the end of Crystal's life as we do the beginning. She died in 1982, likely of liver failure, in connection to unregulated use of estrogen. Her drag daughter, Pepper LaBeja, took over as house mother and served for more than 30 years. Crystal's legacy lives on in the House of LaBeja, still a monumental presence in the New York drag scene. All month, we're highlighting queer stars of the stage and screen. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz and Jenny Kaplan for inviting me to guest host. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.